Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Julie! Happy Friday! We record on Fridays, everyone, so I'm saying happy Friday, even though you might not hear this until a Tuesday, but if it is Tuesday, it's almost Friday. (laughs) Happy Tuesday as well. (laughs) Happy day, everyone. Um, So, Julie and I are very excited to share um, our guest for today, Dr. Amelia Rigstad. Julie and I are new to meeting Dr. Amelia, which I love because, as I'm sure most listeners know, we have a combination of guests on um, our podcast, and they fall into two primary categories, maybe three. Super friends of Julie, super friends of Stephanie, super (laughs) friends of Stephanie and Julie. (laughs) um, So what I love is that Uh, because of this podcast and because of our ability to kind of tell these stories, we now have this ability to meet new friends together. And Dr. Amelia Rigstad is our new friend. So let me tell you um, about the work that Dr. Amelia is doing. Um, And for those of you who um, are in corporations, um, especially those of you on the human resource side, Listen carefully, because what Dr. Amelia does, I guarantee you probably need for your teens. So um, Dr. Amelia Rigstad is a passionate change agent, communications consultant, hello HR people, and coach. Um, Dr. Amelia has spoken on a global scale at events and conferences. And she talks about a variety of both public uh, PR as well as communications. And I think for those of us um, in the business world in particular, anybody running a business, you know how communications can make or break you. Um, Dr. Amelia's experience though is global. And I think that is even more important when we think about business today. How we communicate and do business in the U.S. is not necessarily how they communicate and do business in Canada, um, in Europe, um, in Asia. So it's a really important skill. Um, Dr. Amelia, like most, if not all, of the guests we've had on our show, really, really sees the importance and the value and has a passion for helping others. Um, And she does that by consulting and educating business professionals on the importance of two things, really, understanding gender differences and really thinking about that from and communication styles and then how this can lead to more, um, not only communication, but productivity in the workplace. Um, So we are excited to hear from Dr. Amelia, who is also 
the founder of the Women Empowerment Series, where she inspires and encourages women to use their voice to initiate change. And who doesn't love that? Um, certainly Julie and I. So Dr. Amelia, <laughs> we are excited to have you here to tell us more about you and the wonderful work you're doing. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Okay, Dr. Amelia, let's get started. First and foremost, you know, what Julie and I talk about with our listeners is this whole concept of reinvention. Mm -hmm. And so we want to hear more about you. We want to hear more about what reinvention means to you. So please tell us, what does the word reinvention, what does reinvention mean to you? And then tell us more about how you got from where you were to where you are today. All right. So I'm going to throw a wrench into our conversation right away. And had a challenge. Okay. We love wrenches. We love it. So for, for me personally, in my journey, it's not so much actually about reinvention. It's about evolution. Ooh. So <laughs> we love say it. More. Say more. <laughs> say more. My 2021 buzzword, um, both personally and professionally, has been evolve or evolving. Um, so for me, it's not so much about reinventing myself or reinventing the wheel. It's all about evolution and transitioning throughout my career and recognizing different passions and different interests and, and, you know, using my area of expertise to just really do something different. I love that. I love, love that. that. We had a guest who came in and she said it wasn't reinvention for her. Mm -hmm. It was more re-inspire, yeah. like finding yeah. that next thing that inspires you. So I love it. Okay. Tell us more. All How right. Evolution happened for you. So, okay. So I am originally from Vancouver, Canada. I've only lived in the U I shouldn't say only anymore. I've lived in the U S for about nine years or so. And my background is all in public relations and communication. Um, all of my education is in PR, my master's, and then now my doctorate is in public relations um, and media studies. So I, you know, dabbled in PR. I had a PR consultancy back in Vancouver, um, but that's also where I started my teaching career. So I have spent the last 15 years teaching up and coming PR professionals, everything to do about PR. And I've worked at a variety of different universities in Canada, in Scotland, in Vienna, in Croatia, um, and most recently, the University of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. But here's where the evolution bit kind of comes into play. So a year ago, during the global pandemic, I successfully defended my PhD dissertation. Um, and that took place at the University of Leicester in the UK, where I did both my master's and my PhD. And I knew even through the duration of my PhD that I was never going to be a researcher. You know, I've always felt that I was a practitioner and entrepreneur at heart. Um, but for me, you know, I have a passion and interest in knowledge. And so having my doctorate was important to me. So um, successfully, you know, completed my PhD last summer. And then I was like, oh. congratulations. Can we just take a second? <laughs> Can we take a moment and uh, congratulate you? Because that is no small feat. That is awesome. Thank you. And I, and I do really appreciate that because, you know, as soon as I got accepted into the program, two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with my first child. Wow. <laughs> so becoming a mom, living in a new country, 
and then continuing to pursue my doctorate. I mean, it was a hell of a lot of work over the past six years. Yes, it was. But I think that's where it links in for me, like the idea of, you know, reinvention or evolution, because I finished and I was like, hmm, what am I going to do with my life? I don't want to teach anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, but, but that kind of leads me into this whole, you know, kind of concept of, you know, evolving and just doing something different. So I still have that passion and love for education. I love sharing insight. I like sharing my research that I've completed, but it's kind of just shifting that perspective now and now educating my colleagues and my peers on the importance of effective communication in the workplace compared to, you know, educating the up and coming professionals. For sure. For sure. I love that. Okay, I'm gonna go off on a like a super, um, super like wrench throwing um, tangent here. But when you said when you said um, Canada, I I'm just now caught up um, on Handmaid's Tale. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't know if any if we have any listeners who are watchers of Handmaid's Tale, but I am obsessed. Um, or, do you watch it, Dr. Amelia? I have gone into it, but only on, well, pre-COVID when I could watch it while I was traveling because Delta Airlines always played it. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, we don't have Hulu though. And, but now oh. we're dabbling because my son wants Disney Plus and I know that you can get <laughs> Hulu with Disney Plus. So I will maybe jump back into it, but I certainly know the concept because it's Margaret Atwood, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she's Canadian. And she's, yeah. And so now like in, in the store, I don't want to give anything away, but like Canada is like the, the do-gooders um, in the story. And what, what they're kind of like the only sort of rational people in, in, you know, this whole crazy world that dystopian world that um, is happening in The Handmaid's Tale. But it just, it makes me think about I mean, even your women empowerment series and everything in The Handmaid's Tale is about, it really is about women empowerment. It, it, it really, that is, is kind of yeah. the, whole, the whole basis. And, and what you said, which I think is so powerful, and you see sort of the, char- the main character, June, in Handmaid's Tale kind of go through this. But when you say, you said, I got my PhD and I, you know, it was kind of going down the teaching track, but I just didn't want to teach anymore. And like, I think that that is just, it, that is such a woman empowerment thing to be able to, to just lean into that. And, and, you know, we've had other guests who, you know, went to law school and decided, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. And, you know, other things, right? Stuff, engineer. Right. I don't want to be an engineer anymore. <laughs> um, and I love, and it's, I'd love to, I'd love to hear you just talk more about that because I think there's a lot of people who get really stuck in that, well, I, I got this degree or I had this training or I worked in corporate America for however many years and, and th- this is where I have to be. I, I, this is the expectation that either other people put on me or I put on, my, on myself. Mm-hmm. When you hit that place where you decided I don't want to teach anymore, how, how, did, how did you do that and how did you have the strength to sort of allow yourself to um, make, the, make the pivot? Yeah, I mean, I think that it, it certainly wasn't a decision that, you know, came lightly because I've always paid attention kind of to my heart and my gut. And 
I, as much as it's a little bit of a cliche word now, or maybe it's overused, but this whole idea of being passionate about what you want to do. I mean, that was kind of my motto with my students is, you know, you need to find something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of was, that was a bit of my anchor, or I shouldn't even say a bit of my anchor. It really was my anchor and probably was what allowed me to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm extremely educated. I've got multiple degrees and I did that thinking, you know, that I wanted to continue being a professor, but it wasn't making me happy anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that I really learned during, you know, the last 15 plus months with the global pandemic is, dang, if we can survive going through all this and tragedy and people losing jobs and, you know, I haven't seen my family in Canada for a good year and a half, we really need to be happy what we're doing in life. We spend so much time, um, you know, working, you know, if that's what we choose to do, then I sure in heck want to be happy doing that. And at first, you know, I was fearful about, you know, having this doctorate, you know, okay, I don't want to teach anymore. Like what, you know, what does that mean? And you know what, for everybody that is listening out there, it does not matter. If anything, um, having that doctorate and having the PhD behind my name now, um, I'm positioned as an expert. And when you're building a business on communication effectiveness in the workplace, people look at you and be like, okay, well, she knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like I wasted that education. And that almost just kind of gave me now the ammo to, you know, really move forward with it. I love that. I love that too. It's kind of one of those things too. I remind people, we make decisions um, in the U.S. about what we're going to be at 18, literally, right? And so I'm supposed to, there's very few things that I was doing when I was 18 that I still have an interest in right now. Like Julie knows this. I don't even want to drive anymore. I prefer somebody else to do that too. Um, and so I think you do have to be prepared to evolve, but nobody tells you when you're 18 or 19 or 20 that you're going to have the flexibility to change. It's like you just invested all this time. So how do you know how much time you're supposed to spend doing something before you can be like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm going to move on to something else. And, and who am I waiting to get approval for. That's the other thing too. And it's so funny too, for me, it's, it's funny though, how it's evolution, but it's also for me personally coming back full circle because one of my first jobs graduating from university, I I worked for Whistler Black Home, which is a ski resort um, North of Vancouver. Um, One of my first tasks was go and develop an effective communication workshop that can be delivered to leaders to encourage communication amongst their teams. Oh. So that was over 20 years ago, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. <laughs> oh. And here's a fun fact. Whistler, first place Stephanie Pierce ever skied. Yay. <laughs> was it the last? <laughs> it, but you, you learn there. They're like any place you go, pretty much, certainly in Minnesota, you could, you know, ski almost anything because if you can ski, ski green in Whistler, it's like, yeah. it was awesome. But they called me the screamer because <laughs> I screamed um, because the two instructors, one was from New Zealand, the other is from Australia. 
And he was like, you can't keep screaming. You, you can't. But that was what I was. I was the screamer. I love that. Dr. Amelia, can you, can you tell us more about the Women Empowerment Series? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. this is Again, here's my word passion. <laughs> um, really a passion project brought to life. Um, so I've always considered myself a feminist, you know, always really interested in gender equality in the workplace. Uh, but it wasn't until the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg that, mm -hmm. you know, I just started to pay a little bit more attention um, to gender um, equality, especially in the U.S. And, and there's certainly differences between Canada and the U.S. Um, but because I'm living here, obviously, that's where I'm, um, you know, most of my attention goes to. And then obviously, the president at the time was a huge issue. And when she passed, I was kind of just thinking to myself, like, what can I do to continue her legacy? Hmm. And I was literally sitting on the couch and I was kind of bouncing this idea off my husband and he's like, the woman empowerment series. Hmm, that's got a nice ring to it. And it's all about inspiring, encouraging women to use their voice to initiate change. But whatever change means to you. So the content of the three-part series is very much aligned with communication. So when I say use our voice to initiate change, I literally mean speaking, communicating, right? Because there's so many issues with that gender disparity, you know, equality in the workplace, you know, men are still in those leadership positions and women are, you know, still not. Um, so the content is all really about, you know, communication and linguistic styles, um, how we can navigate through some of those tough conversations with our male counterparts, uh, managing emotion, being authentic in our communication. So it's, it's all about empowerment, but from a communication perspective. And so I'm able to use, you know, my research, again, don't want to be a researcher, but what I learned from my doctorate study too, is that I want to be that person that takes the research to the people that need it. Because it's one thing for academics to spend all this time researching, but what was a result of my study was that it just gets stuck with the person doing the research. I want to be that person that's able to share it. And that's kind of how the Woman Empowerment Series um, came to fruition. So our next series starts on June 3rd, and we still have some spots available. And if people want to register, where do they go? They can just go to my website, ameliarigstad.com, and it will give you some more information, and then it sends you to the Eventbrite link to register. Okay. I wonder, Dr. Amelia, if there, most of our listeners are female women, mm -hmm. right? And they do a variety of things. But I wonder, since we've got you and all your expertise, yeah. if you could give women one piece of advice as it relates to communicating um, and having their voice heard, what would it be? Be your authentic self. And don't worry about the shit that goes around you. And I think that's something that, you know, I've had to learn, you know, throughout my career as well. We are constantly invited to be ourselves. We hear it all the time. You know, oh yeah, go into that interview, just be yourself. You know, have that conversation with your tough boss, just go in there and be yourself. Let's just be ourselves. I mean, certainly we have to think about certain things and be diplomatic in our conversations or what have you. Um, but there's something to be said about being authentic. And I feel that sometimes that gets lost. 
we're worried about impressing people. We're worried about not necessarily, you know, stepping on anybody's toes. We can still have, you know, different debates. We can disagree with people. We can try to you know, have our voices heard. Let's just be ourselves, people. Let's just be ourselves. And how would you address, sometimes we, when we talk to women, what they'll say is, I don't even know who I am anymore, right? Like, because of my job, because of motherhood, because of all of the things, I don't, yeah. I don't, I've lost my voice or I've had this voice because I worked at this company for X number mm -hmm. of years and I don't even know, mm -hmm. like how, any thoughts on how we find that voice? Because again, one of the things when people are thinking about evolving is really tr that hardest part can be figuring out, you know, what, who I, who am I right now and what, what do I want to do? So I wonder if you've Yeah, and I think that. it's about, you know, and a lot of what I talk about in some of my communication workshops is it's like homework, right? It does take the time while they're, you know, whether it's trying to figure out, you know, your exact communication style, um, you know, jotting down on a piece of paper, like, where did you lose your voice? Right? So it's one thing to say, okay, you know, I'm unsure about this. I've lost myself. Who am I? It does take work to evolve, I feel. Um, and that we do have to, you know, reflect and look inwards and try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, I'm a firm believer in, you know, asking for help and continuing to build your community. And whether your community is, you know, your spouse and your kids or your family or your friends or all the amazing women empowerment groups that are out there, um, tapping in to that network. Um, women are powerful and we are more powerful together. And I'm a firm believer in that. And, you know, it really also agree. Right. It, yes. Yes. Um, better together. Um, it also makes me think about like the work of Brene Brown, where it's like, you know, and, and when you say, okay, be yourself. And then some people get sort of that, like a little angsty about that, like, mm -hmm. oh, but what if I don't really know who I am? Like, then mm -hmm. how am I going to be my, be myself? But I think part of, part of it is like, be yourself and even the parts of you that feel insecure or vulnerable and yeah. uncertain, like that's okay, right? Like that's that's a part of of you. And and you and being yourself is I have found as you know I've done a lot of this work and even just getting older and finding more acceptance in myself and other people. It's like I am who I am and yeah. all of my bruises and scars and, you know, uncertainties, like that's all, that's all okay. And like to your very beginning point is like, we're all evolving all the time. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And that, and that goes back to, you know, what I was saying about authenticity and kind of being comfortable in your own shoes and, you know, recognizing that, yeah, it, it kind of takes work, right? We don't just evolve right? We put in that time, we put in that effort in all facets of our life. Totally agree. What, what's next for you? D to to mm -hmm. wrap up, Dr. Amelia, what is next in your evolution? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited because this is, well, first thing, this is the first summer in seven years that I don't have to work on my doctorate. Even <laughs> to that. 
<laughs> so I want to enjoy my summer. I want to spend time, you know, with my kids and hopefully do, you know, some fun things. Um, but it's nice now because I feel like I'm in this space where I, I can breathe again and I will have the time to dedicate to really building my consultancy and coaching business, you know, about effective communication in the workplace. And for me personally, I think there's a real opportunity as organizations start to transition back to working in an office setting. I don't think people are going to know what to do from a communication perspective. Um, So give me a shout. Anyone that's listening, call me. I'll talk you through it and we'll go from there. Um, But then I'm also working on writing a book. And I've always, you know, I had that goal. I wanted to write a book by the time I was 30. I turned 40 during the global pandemic and I'm now 41. So I'm in a coaching program for writing my book and it's all going to be about perfectionism as a woman. So the perfect mother, the perfect stepmother, the perfect daughter, the perfect sister. Um, And so anybody that's interested in providing some stories for me, I'm going to be kind of putting some call outs for that. So that's kind of what's next, building my business and writing a book. Wow. (laughs) Congratulations on both of those. And we will have um, Dr. Amelia's information on um, our website so that people can visit, um, but it's ameliaregstat.com. And um, that's how you can find her. And we will also have the information, like I said, available in case you just forgot what I said. So (laughs) thank you. I'm hopeful that I can be uh, one of both of your super friends now. Oh, well, you are. <laughs> Call us anytime. Anytime. We should have, maybe one of these days we'll have a super friends party in person at Modern Well. Wouldn't that be fun? Done. That would be so great. Absolutely. So thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your evolution. Um and all of your hard work and research, mm-hmm. not only with mm-hmm. us and our listeners, but also with the people who participate in your workshops and seminars or come and hear you speak or work with you as a coach. So we encourage all of our listeners to reach out to Dr. Amelia. Um, and thank you for your time. Thank you, Jules. It's good to see you as always. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Dr. Amelia. It was an absolute pleasure wishing you all the best. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.